This is Believe in Buckeyes, and I'm Brian Browning. And I'm Chimney Chekwa, and we're going to be talking everything Buckeye football. And people are going to want to know, why are we qualified? So, Chim, give them an intro. Let them know who you are. So, Chimney Chekwa, man, I played Ohio State football from 2006 to 2010, graduating in 2010. Uh, was an All-American cornerback at my position. Yeah. Um, won a lot of football games, yeah. right, even though that, that senior year got – Pretty much vacated. Man, no, man. <laughs> People know what happened on the field that year. Right. Um, That's just dra- Google search, bro. Drafted uh, by the Oakland Raiders, played six years in the NFL. And my co-host here, Brian Browning. Yeah, so from Ohio State from 2006 to 2010 as well, me and Chen, we happened to be roommates at that time. So we always got a shout out to 396. That's the inside 396. Joke. Right. Uh, also, uh, three-year starter at Ohio State, uh, all-Big Ten player, uh, did go to the NFL, free agent, bounced around for about four years. Um, but we're here in Columbus now. We're still friends. It's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, man. We've been, yeah, we've been knowing each other yeah. for a while now. Yeah, a long time. We, we was long kids time. when we met. Now yeah. we have kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sometimes so. I'm still a kid. <laughs> right, but, right. Yeah, yeah. But that's should... another topic for another, for another day. But so we want to preview, or really, let's recap this last game. Yeah, we got to recap. We got to recap. So. Ohio State was able to squeak out the win versus Maryland. We won that game 43-30. to 30. Double-digit win. Double-digit win. <laughs> double-digit win. I think we all agree. It did not feel like a double-digit win, no, no. but we survived. So what, what, what uh, Coach Meyer used to say, the best thing about being 11 and 0 is, is the chance to get be to 12 and 0. Yeah, right, right. So there we still go. got that chance. So, And obviously we want to dis- discuss this game, get into it with you guys, let you know our thoughts. Um, first time I'm gonna throw it to you. Overall, how did you feel we looked, played? So know, I was expecting the blowout. I'm gonna keep it real. I was expecting the blowout, and my, really, my whole focus for the game is looking for issues with our with Ohio State's team, so that I could see, okay, how would Michigan be able to exploit this? What do we need to solve for? How do what do we need to, to improve? And unfortunately, I found a lot more issues <laughs> than I was really anticipating. Right, and at this point, you know, at this point in the season, this is who you are, right? This is who you are. So I, I would say, you know, and I'm going to be honest, that game is over with. It's going to be a different level of focus for the Michigan game. It's going to be a different level of intensity during practice, a different level of, you know, not going out, you know what I'm saying? You know, not texting that girl at, at 1 a.m., just going ahead and staying asleep that week. But for this specific game, Maybe. Maybe. for this <laughs> – for that game, I thought even though they started off with this, the the you know scoring touchdown initial initially and it felt like they were about to go on a run, I thought they started off the game relatively um, uh, uh, not focused yeah. and not being able to execute in a way that you would expect a team like this at this point in the season to actually be able to execute. Yeah, yeah, and I was uh, texting one of our our former teammates during the game, and he said something and it clicked and it made a lot of sense. When you looked at our offense, when you looked at our defense. Name dropper. Lawrence Wilson. Lawrence. Lawrence Wilson. Boogie. Good, yeah, good boogie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good defense alignment for Ohio State. Had some injuries that kind of hindered his career. But I know going against him in practice, he was one of the one of the top guys that I had yeah, ever had dog. to go. He was he a was really a dog, good player. For sure. um, but he just said it made a lot of sense. It was simple, but it was clear. Where's the fire? Yeah. Where's the fire from the defense? Where's the fire from our offense? And a lot, and a lot of, especially I guess for the most early part of that Maryland game, like you just didn't see it, you didn't feel it. Yeah. Um, 
But you know. is it is it so uh, the fire for a Maryland game when you know you got to play against you got the game the next week right and the game all right let, I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it real we played in a lot of Michigan games yeah whatever we won them all yeah however when Michigan is ranked is the game is different when Michigan's number three in the nation <laughs> than when it, it's always a big game when you're going against a top ranked team it's a different level of of game when you're going against a Michigan team, yeah. right? So I guess my, my main question is, was that fire not there because they were looking ahead or is it just who they are? I mean, that's, you I know? mean, human nature says most likely it was looking ahead. I mean, yeah. also we, we have watched our Ohio state team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, this click at a high level. I mean, multiple times, right? CJ Stroud, the Heisman hopeful coach day, the way he schemed up with offense and how you just kind of keep attacking for, the majority of the game has looked like most of the time you watch Coach Dave's off like a four or five yard game is just not good enough for him, right? Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he wants right. The big play, he wants the points on the board. Um, so obviously that's kind of human nature, right? You're playing the Maryland team who's struggling, I believe, going into that game. Maryland haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. Yeah, how you get um, up for that right, game? How you get up for that? You're on the road, it's cold. Um, and you know, it's just a, it's a lot of factors going into it. And you know, you kind of go out there expecting, especially. I feel like, like we mentioned the first touchdown. That kind of, I feel like that kind of hurt you a little bit, right? Because now yeah, you expect it, right? Right, right. You got the success. Like, okay, this is going to be another game where we score 50, 60 points. There's no way they're going to be able to keep up with us, and we just go on and dominate this game. But it didn't happen that way. Yeah. Maryland was fired up. Those guys was locked in. You can hear from the coach from his interviews how, hey, we have nothing to lose here, and a team that essentially. Had a pretty good record until the last couple of weeks. They had a couple uh, a blowout loss against Penn State. Another week they didn't perform well. Nothing to lose here. I mean, that's right, right? Like, what's yeah. the best way? You having a tough season, season not going away. This is a championship game. This is a great chance. This is a championship game, right? It's yeah. to beat Ohio State on your field. So, I mean, a lot of that was there, and you kind of see them playing well. When really watching the game, I thought Maryland played really well. Like, Maryland I mean, did play well. Like I, but, I don't even know where they was really. But see, my at, see know? my my thing was so I was hoping that Maryland played well. I, I I wanted Maryland to be good. Yeah. My issue with the way Ohio State came out is not not because you know they 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 were going against a team that was playing with their you know head their hair on fire yeah. and they were playing hard. It was delay a game, <laughs> yeah. uh, false start, mm-hmm. fumble on the exchange. Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff. Like I don't care how good Maryland is playing. That's stuff you can control, yeah. right? And I can understand not being fired up for a game. I think – so there's a couple things that I, I feel like I've noticed from this team. I feel like they're not the same team on the road that they are at home, mm-hmm. which as we look forward towards Michigan a little bit, that's not going to be a factor because it's a home game. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the other thing, um, I do feel like there was some challenge of them getting up for this game. Yeah. It's, just one, it's like a – it's a weird time for a game <laughs> against a team that's really not that good. Usually in November, it'd be it'd be like all like solid teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like usually yeah. it's like you got Michigan State, you got in Michigan State typically good. Yeah. It's usually like I forget what Chester used to say in November. It's like you, it's a, you got you win you basically if you win all your November games, you got a chance for everything ahead. Yeah. All your goals are still in front of you. You got a chance to be a big. You win in November. Champion. You got a chance to be uh, back then. You know we used to play. Make it to the Rose Bowl because if you're yeah. a Big Ten champion, you, you're automatic bid to the Rose Bowl. And um, you should play for that. So, right. And Maryland still doesn't feel like a Big Ten team to me. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but every time I see them, 
I'm like, man, this just don't feel like it still feel like Big Ten versus ACC. You feel like it doesn't feel like a Big Ten game to me. You know, like even like this even games like we used to play against. It doesn't matter if Wisconsin's not good that year, right? It definitely doesn't matter. It's still Wisconsin. Right. You could go put up the history, the, the games in the past. Right. There's ways to, like, get you to get up for a Wisconsin <laughs> game, a, yeah. a conference rival. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. What do you do versus Maryland? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean they're a solid right, team. Right, they're a solid team. I mean, especially, you know, with their with their uh, their quarterback. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Tua Lua. Uh, Tua Lua I call him Baby Tua. Yeah, Baby Tua. That's what I <laughs> Baby Tua. Um, you know, he's a very capable quarterback. Obviously, he's breaking a lot of Maryland records, um, you know, throwing for, I think he's close to 4,000 yards, something like that. But he has a, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. You got a, a coordinator, the head coach, a very capable coordinator, um, coached some big games at Alabama as an officer coordinator. Now he's in the Big Ten coaching. Um, so, you know, we got another so, capable party that, there. Pretty solid team. Yeah, solid team. But and, and like coming into it, unfortunately, they was kind of like, you know, not doing their best, but they picked their best game out there. And I mean, I, and I think it really showed, especially when you start looking at some of the throws that, that they was able to execute. I mean, it was on. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was nothing you could do as a, a, a DB. Like, he picked the ball in the perfect uh, ah! There was, was something you could do as a DB. Now, now. He made, he made that throw. Yeah. They, for, for success. Like, yeah, they played well. They played well. They, they they did well all around. I think our DBs need to make the play. As a DB, it's not good enough just to be in position, right? <laughs> Sometimes you get a pass. You're like, dang, great pass, great catch, nothing you can do. Yeah. But that only works like once, <laughs> maybe twice. <laughs> but after a while, I'm like, you got to get some of them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. some of these, like some of them could go either way. Sometimes you got to go your way. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think our DBs. Outside of Cam, I think Cam Brown he fights, and even like the ones he gives up, it's like dang, he he fought he fought for that one, he gave it up, but like dang, it's like he he was fighting for it, right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And you, I feel like you don't get that same level of fight out of all of all of them. Uh, I think so. The DBs, I don't think it's gonna be fixed between this week and next week. Mm-hmm. But I think the DBs um, are a little bit of a. I mean, passing defense is pretty is good yeah. in general, but I think like the DBs, if you need a play to be made. The corners on the outside, a little bit of a concern. And yeah. then coming out of this game, our run game um, in the first half, second half picked up in the second half. Yeah, I think our run game could continue. Could, still concerns me as I look uh, look forward as well. I got you. I mean, and that's I think that's our, our, our valid points. I would like to give a shout out while since we're talking about a recap of of, of Lankton Ransom's game. Or yeah. Really, one drive coming out. Yeah. Third quarter, he he first makes a tackle in the open field, a lot of space around the running back. He makes that tackle. It was a six yard game. Most people probably didn't pay attention, but if he misses that tackle, that running back runs for a long way. Yeah. Great start for Maryland in half. He makes that tackle for a six yard stop. Comes back, they try screen. He gets a tackle for loss. He flies in the backfield, blows up a screen. I think he has to beat the offensive lineman. Gets under offensive lineman tackle. Makes the tackle in the backfield. Then to top top it off, fourth down, he rushes off the eggs, blocks the punt, and then obviously Ohio State is able to get the ball, score a touchdown with uh Dalen Hayden, and we get the lead. That's our first that's that's our lead starting in the second half. So shout out to him. But like you were saying, running the ball, I'm an offensive lineman, right? So that's yeah. like my thing. And when we was in back when nice. I played at Ohio State, that was our bread and butter was running the ball, and then we we took what we could on the pass, more or less. Um, and I think, like you say, in the first half, it was um, 
I, I feel like the offensive line really wasn't dominating as they should versus yeah. the Maryland team. Uh, when I look at our offensive line, we got capable guys at all five positions. Um, and just to me, I just felt like we wouldn't get much of a push. And if they can't um, do it against Maryland, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man, they can do it, man. They can, I think, like, I, I feel like a lot of it is a, is a mindset thing. I feel like when I watch this Ohio State offense, some of the run stuff just has to be bread and butter. Like, we call this yeah. play against any front, and obviously they might have too many people in the box, but we should be able to execute it enough to make it a successful play. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of times that is lacking from our offense. Going back to the Northwestern game, when Northwestern played us close for four quarters, um, we really didn't just dominate in the trenches as an offensive line, and I feel like we should. Second half against Maryland, you start to kind of see it. I don't know if the coach challenged them at halftime. Going in, he did an interview talking about their performance, so maybe yeah. he did. Um, but in the second half, you start to see that. You start to see Maryland guys getting kind of pushed around. So they play with more fire. We yeah. mentioned fire. I think they play with more fire in that second half, yeah. just in general. Just, yeah. Not just the offensive line, but just the team yeah. in, in general. And you and you mentioned – so you mentioned uh, Latham Ransom. And then, so I mentioned – I said the DBs, I should specify. I meant <laughs> yeah, the cornerbacks. The cornerbacks yeah, yeah, need to improve. But Ransom – yeah. If and I'm obviously biased. I don't watch a, every college football game, but Ransom has to be a finalist for the Thorpe Award. Yeah. Like he just makes plays, whether it's in the passing game, whether it's making tackles. He got two punts, pump blocks this year. Yeah, two of them choice. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's I've been trying to get a pump block all, all this time I play football. I don't think I got <laughs> one pump block, bro. I mean they 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 created like blocks for me to to get. You know, free, come free. I still didn't get the block. But yeah. anyway, that's me. I ain't ran so. <laughs> you know ran, yeah, but, <laughs> but like you say, he fixed a lot of wrongs. A lot of times yeah. if we're wrong up front or we just, you know, happens, sometimes you get blocked. It's the safety's job to kind of go in there, fly in there, and make that tackle and get the guy down. Sometimes it's not pretty. It's not spectacular. It's not a big hit. But you got to get the guy down. And Ransom, I will say, have been doing a really great job at that. Do got to talk about Hayden. The true freshman coming yeah. in, second half, cold. I don't know if he even played in the first half. I can't recall, but he didn't get a rush in the first half. Coming in the second half, rushes for close to 150 yards, three touchdowns. What do you think of his performance? So there's two two big things for uh, Dallin Hayden. One is he wears a number five. So if anybody doesn't know, I wore the number five. I could run out a list at number five, Garrett Wilson. You know, my guy, my guy Michael Wiley from back in the day who yeah. played running back. Um, there's a bunch of number fives out there. Braxton had number five on his back at one point. So, you know, he's already his 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 floor is being special. You know what I'm saying? Because he got the number five. The second thing is, man, he just hits the holes. Like, you know, we talked about, you know, in the first half, you know, the offensive line wasn't creating the same type of push um as that they were creating in the second half. Mm-hmm. But one thing I saw in the first half. It's as good as uh, Henderson is. I know he's been dealing with some type of lingering issue. Is he just don't he doesn't hit the like if you watch him run in the middle versus how he runs when he got space when he run, when he has space he just runs with a different type of like yeah he he runs different but when he's running it up there he just doesn't hit it. It's almost I don't want to say I don't know he just doesn't hit it the same way, bro. And like there was one specific play in the first half where the line the line got everybody everybody got a hat on the guy, right? And the play was designed to go go in the middle. And if he had just ran up without any finding a hole, he would have got at least two yards. Mm. Instead of running into it, he bounces outside and he gets a, and it ends up being a TFL. 
And I'm like, man, he just needs to run in there. You know what I'm saying? Mayan, I think, does a good job of running behind blockers, finding the seam. And Hayden, he just he just goes and like it's and I, I feel like it's gotta be some type of momentum or feeling. I never play offensive line. This is the question to you. Yeah. But when when you have a run play, it's designed to do something. Mm-hmm. And it does it. You know what I'm saying? Like the running back gets it. Boom, we get six yards. Boom, you'll line up again. You'll do it again. You just, it has to be a feeling of momentum of like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the corner, like, I, I, we have a, we, they call a play and it's designed to do something and I go do it and I, I make the play how it's designed to do. Right. I feel good. My next play, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more hyped up. Yeah. I'm more in the zone. And, and, and there's often, yeah, that's it to the T. I mean, especially when it comes to running the ball. A lot of times when you're passing balls, you get a look, you pass up a little bit, right? You're not really attacking. You're kind of seeing yeah. what, what's coming at you. You kind of, you know, making sure your, your quarterback is clean from there. But when it comes to running the ball, that's really what it's about. We at some plays, you could have a play where you know, like, okay, if we, if me, if I got a double team, I got a double team, this guy to that linebacker. And I know if we move this guy, this D, this D lineman, yeah. and we get in front of that linebacker, this is going to be a successful play. Like there's yep. no, it's, it's almost no doubt in your mind. Like if we do these things successfully, it should be a good play. If we get stuck here, we get, we don't get any push. We don't get any movement. Uh, we get a stalemate. Chances are it's not going to be a successful right. play. And it's really just that simple. Um, so a lot of times, like you say, to the T, you, we run, we call this play. We know like, man, on a double team, we're, we're tearing this guy up. Like he can't, he can't hang in here against us in a double team. Or we know we got this man, man to man block. We're pulling, and once my lineman, our lineman pulling here, and he hits this linebacker, there's no way he's losing. We know we're gonna win. And now, play. and now, and now, same play. This running back instead <laughs> of going up into it, bounces it outside. Man, I see what you and the guy, it, and the guy <laughs> you're blocking, no, the guy you're blocking, not because you're blocking him outside. Now can easily, like, Slip off. De- yeah, detach, and now. I'm not. I never play offensive lineman, but if I see my guy about to make the make the tackle, yeah. I'm thinking I should grab this dude. But you don't grab him now. He makes a tackle. Yeah. Like it just ain't the same type. Ain't of, celebrating, right? It's just, <laughs> it, it can't be the same type of feeling that yeah, it would be. Yeah, it's good. Sometimes it gets to that, right? And sometimes if it works out, sometimes the guy bounces. Usually, you call it right. We call it play at the middle. The running back bounces it outside. If it's a successful play, but this you time, let it go. It wasn't working out, right? You start to kind of say, "Hey, hey, like somebody tell the running back he needs to hit." We get moving in here. He needs to hit it because once he go outside, I can't help him no more. And it really comes down to if he go outside, you can't help him anymore. You're pushing the guy outside. You're outside. So once he goes outside, is that chance grabbing him in the holding call? Bad on me, or the man, my man, make the tackle? And he's celebrating and dancing because he made a tackle for loss and also bad on me. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, a factor to it. But, you know, you just try to – it happens. It happens. And so you was, just try to, you know, do your – But I say that because there was two plays. So that one play he bounced out. Mm-hmm. The other play, one of the linemen got, like, blown up, right? The guy got, like, penetration, like, real early. But that guy didn't make the tackle. Like, it was like he was in the backfield. He probably disrupted the run a little bit. Right. But Trevion was able to still run, you know, run, run, run up in there. He didn't. He got hit. He didn't get a bunch of yards. Right. But he got like he was upset after the play. Like he was like visibly upset. Like, <laughs> and then you could tell he's the, he's saying like you can't see it, but you could tell he's like y'all got to block. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, 
you know, that guy got blown up, but that guy didn't, I mean, that didn't end the play. Like, you know, sometimes on a run play, you try to get inside, a guy, you know, gets upfield, but he, you get enough of him that he's not actually going to make the play. There's right. still room to, to, to kind of run up in it. Yeah. So you can see that there was some, I don't know if tension. there was, yeah, some tension between yeah. the, the, the backs and, and the um, linemen. However, second half, you know, um, the, the, the young end of, guy, Dalen, Dalen Hayden, he, he's hitting the holes. Right. He's moving the ball, and the offense, as we know, works better when you can run the ball. Yeah, it's really that simple. Yeah, so I mean, but that's kind of kudos to Hayden, right? He comes in cold off the sideline. Obviously, going into this week, they probably knew that Williams was going to be down, and um, through injury injuries throughout the season, he's like, you know, the next guy up when it comes to scholarship yeah. players. Uh, at the running back position, and he he was ready. Like, I mean, you could tell he was ready physically. He protected the ball, no fumbles. He always handed it back to the official. He scored a touchdown. He celebrated with his team. Uh, kudos to him, man, just kind of being focused, locked in, and being able to come out and perform. Essentially, it was really a hassle situation. I mean, this is a close game yeah. that you have had to play four quarters, and he went out there like – Made it know, happen. He, right, right. He was like he'd been doing it for the whole year or, or for years, for that matter. He was able to go out there and get it done, and I don't want to. So I don't want to down Trevion because he is a special, yeah, special player, talent. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, and he, you know, he's dealing with some lingering injuries. But looking forward to the next game. Yeah, and talking about injuries. Yeah, talking about injuries. Yeah, there's a there's a good amount of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a good amount. Like we after the game, uh, you we talk about Lathan Ransom. It states that he yeah. might have fractured a thumb. Uh, first play. Of, of the of the game, so he played the entire game uh, yesterday with a with a fractured thumb and blocked the punt with, the fractured. The punt with <laughs> the fractured thumb. We know the situation with our running backs. Williams missing this game, Henderson yeah. not finishing the second half. Um, after the game, we had a our, our defensive lineman Zach Harrison states that Tommy Eckenberg, our our leading tackler, um, our one fractured of, yeah, said he had fractured hands. He said both of them plural. Um, so <laughs> obviously that's some, some concern. Also in the game, we saw all the part of time that CJ was limping. Yeah, around CJ was limping bit. around as well. Uh, he's he's running running the ball, running a little bit more than than usual. Than usual, right? So we seen him limping as well. And obviously, all year, uh, Jackson Smith the Jigba haven't yeah. really seen him this entire year. Is he done? You think he's done? he's done? I don't know what his. I would assume so. The way yeah, Coach yeah, Day kind of speaks about it, you know, obviously he has a bright future in front of him. Um, whenever, whatever's going on, it's not really getting better, right? He's yeah. Out there. So, um, maybe if we're, you know, if we, maybe in, next, the playoff, yeah, maybe in the playoffs, maybe in the stick around and, and kind of go out there and perform, but essentially he kind of really missed the missed the year for the, for the, and then, part, so. and then Michigan, uh, Blake Horn went down with a, a knee injury or, yeah. or something, yeah, some so, type of lower, yeah, lower so, leg injury. Yeah. He looked like he rushed for a hundred yards in the first half. Second half, he only had one rush for five yards. I was watching it. He kind of took an opera fall, and you yeah. seen him limping afterward. And so they held him. So he was able to come back after that awkward fall. But obviously, he didn't finish that game, didn't play most parts of the second half. So I mean, but at this part of the year, you expect injuries. Um, it's just, you know, I guess when it comes to college football, you don't really get a report. Yeah. So you just kind of, you don't know really what you're going to get. Well, and then if someone is injured, you don't really know what it is. But with Ohio State, you don't get a report. So <laughs> it seems like, you know, these games, you find out whether or not who's injured during the game. It's like, oh, Cam Brown's not playing. We just see another corner out there. So maybe he's hurt. And then we see him three weeks later. Oh, Cam Brown's in there. He made a... So 
I don't know. Well, I guess we probably we'll probably find out who's healthy and who's not during the Michigan game yeah, uh, next yeah. week. Unfortunately, yeah, that sucks for us, but you know, I guess. But so to the, to the Blake without Blake Corm now. Yeah. Uh, Michigan is not the same football team. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's a really good player. Um, Heisman hopeful as well. I think at yeah. this time, if he was selected finalist, he definitely would be there. Our quarterback definitely be there as well. Um, they're not the same. Uh, watching their backups play, obviously it's Michigan, so you know they have they got to have some talent there somewhere. But yeah, they got the talent. Watching them against Illinois, those guys was not very. Um, it wasn't. They they wasn't Blake. They didn't appear to be very capable when it came to his. They are now also Heisman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, candidates, right, at the running back position. What they do, the shifting is, running the hole, hitting the holes, yeah. the size of them, really, that's a, a, a point of it, too. They don't appear to be, you know, big guys or anything of that nature. So they're a different team. But, I mean, you know, if any way possible, if he could play against Ohio State, you know he's going to be there. I guess, you know, this is Michigan week. We we we, we struggled through the win. Yeah. We got the win against Maryland. Now it's officially Michigan week. Um, so let's get into that. What's your thoughts there? So Michigan had a similar, you know, challenging type of game against Illinois. So you got two teams, two two heavyweights, right? Expecting to to come up against each other real here real, real soon, and both of them struggled yeah. against uh, inferior op- opponents. So you can you can see there's probably some looking ahead. Um, really, I mean, the biggest thing is that you know Michigan just beat Ohio State last year. Yep. And the way they beat Ohio State is literally the the way you should play to try to beat this type of team, right? Yeah. And they're the same team, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, they, they have the confidence going into last year. So, uh, realistically, you know, the, some of the challenges that Ohio State has with running the ball is some of the strengths of, of Michigan, you right. know, having the D-line there. And, you know, their approach is going to be physical in the trenches, and that's how they're built. And, I, I mean, if they have quorum in the backfield, I think if I'm a Michigan person, like a Michigan fan, first of all, I would have dealt with so many losses for so many years. <laughs> However, I would be feeling confident uh, going into this, this week. Let's get into it. What does Ohio State needs to do to beat Michigan? So, first things first, they got to stop the run. Yeah. Michigan clearly – is built around running the football, being physical. Yeah. And, you know, Ohio State in general, I mean, our defense has done a good job. I mean, if you look at the numbers, they've done a good job stopping the run. Mm-hmm. However, there's been some games, Northwestern, where they've the teams have forced all 11 guys. I always say uh, it takes 11 guys to stop the run. Right. And they've forced DBs, they've forced corners to have to come in and make the play. Yep. And they've had some success. The other thing is they got to get off to a faster start. Yeah. Um, we always do a good job. Buckeyes always do a good job of coming out after halftime with good adjustments. We saw it in, in Maryland. The first the Maryland uh, during the Maryland game, it came out with more fire, good adjustments, and we're, we're you know we're able to kind of take control. However, against Michigan, Michigan is a team that can't they can't come back if they're being beat by you know a, a good margin because they don't have the passing game or whatever. Last year they got off to a fast start. It put them in position to go win the game. Ohio State needs to do the same thing. And then the last thing is, you know what the last thing is. <laughs> we got to run the ball. Run the ball. We have to run the ball. So whenever, I mean, historically, I mean, when we talking about 
when we played under Coach Trestle, when uh, previous coaches came in to speak about it, Coach Earl Bruce, um, you got to win up front. It's all about the trenches. In that game, mm-hmm. one yard equals two yards, two yards equals four. I think you know what I'm getting at. Everything yeah. means more in that game. Uh, so last year, I mean, this last year and this year, Michigan's off the line. Frank, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty good. good. They're, they're good. They're good. They're a good bunch. They're physical. They come off the ball. They they just sometimes an off the line play. You just got to kind of do what makes sense, and they they make a lot of sense. They come off the ball well. They able actually have a, a capable running back when Corn's back there, and also with their quarterback, who I don't think is really special, but he kind of got to a point where he's not losing games for yeah. Michigan uh, and, and and JJ McCar- uh, McCarthy. So we have to. First off, stop the run. Got to win first and second down, so they get those yeah. two and those passing down. We can't be we can't be third and short, third and two, third and three, uh, because Michigan ran the ball for you know the first two downs. They're getting four or five yards a chunk every time they run the ball, or or bigger chunks than that. And it, when it comes down to the run, have to stop it, like you say. Yeah. And then an R, and we got to run it. We got to be able to say third and run. We we call our our best run play. We get it. It broke my heart last week. Yesterday against Maryland. We had a four from one. We're playing Maryland at Maryland. So we're on the road. And we threw the ball. And we throw the ball. And we threw and the I, ball. And I know Coach Day had a, you know, was throwing it to Marvin so, Harrison, who was a great player. But it just broke. It, it kind of breaks your heart that I can see if we if we've done it multiple times. So, like, our right, Maryland probably maybe caught up to this look. But this is the first time we was in fourth and one. So, so I want to run the ball there. So this is the thing I want to get it. Because – it's hard to convey like the difference between Ohio State, Michigan, and Ohio State versus anybody else. Yeah. I don't even understand why is that much different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's hard for me to understand. But when when you get to their game, it's a physical game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a physical game. And in the, the Rich Rodriguez years of of Michigan, when we played against them, yeah, I feel like we always had an advantage. It didn't matter how good Michigan was in those years; mm-hmm. they were just not a physical team. Yeah. So when you, so they could play as good as they wanted to, when they got to the game, (laughs) it just wasn't, they weren't prepared. And I, we need to make sure. And that's the thing about being able to run the ball and stopping the run. That's physical play. You know what I'm saying? And Michigan understands that. So there's there's this thing where where you have so much more talent than the other team that they just can't compete. Right. And right now, Ohio state is more talented than Michigan. But it's not that big of a gap to where they just can't compete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of that talent level is made up with be just being more physical yeah. in a high intensity game where every why everybody is so Michigan is built for physical play. Like right. that's that's their DNA, that's how they play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a there's gonna be this need to match that level of being physical. To allow your talent to even be showcased yeah. in this game, for real. yeah, and so that's definitely, I would say, the challenge for Ohio State. They got to be able to do it. It's obviously last year didn't go our way. Um, that's not the norm here. So this is a year for us to 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 get that going back in the right direction. For us to play Michigan at home, two versus three. Obviously, the winner of this game highly projected to go ahead and make the playoffs and have a chance at winning a national championship. The game is on Saturday. We see how it goes. But before before we got here, we got to talk about a special yeah. game before us. So we was both true freshmen for the 2006 uh, Michigan versus Ohio State game. Another huge game. This game, we, we, we're we anticipating that Ohio State 2, Michigan 3. 
in that game in 2006, Ohio State was one, one. Michigan yeah. was two. Um, they call it the, the game of the name for how great it was. The game of the century. Game of the century. Game of the century. We won that game 42 to 39, but me and you are true freshmen at that time. We ran, was, red shirt in this yeah, red shirt. So we know we know where we're going to this. We game. didn't we so didn't play. Right. But, but let's just talk about, you know, the that that night, you know, and that field going into that game. Yeah. Obviously, Troy Smith leading us and going on to win the Heisman. So it was it was crazy. It was like the introduction. And, you know, we never got another game like that. It was never another <laughs> one versus two. Right. However, that felt like the introduction to the rivalry for me. Like, it was the introduction to the rivalry. It, like, it kind of set the stage for the way I always viewed Michigan, you know, even though the next time we played them, you know, it was, it was, there was, it was still two, uh, you know, uh, pretty good teams, right. but the year after that, it wasn't as much, um, but that set the stage. It was one versus two. It was, um, a, a great running back in, uh, in, in Mike Hart, right. um, versus, you know, Troy Smith, Heisman, Heisman trophy winner, Ted again. Um, it was just, it was a lot of talent on the field. But when it got to the game, it was just like, it was like, damn, we we hate y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we didn't play, but we was ready to fight. Right. But I don't yeah. even know why. It's like, hey, I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was it was special, man. It was it was, it was definitely a special one. I remember going to it, it before, you know, usually that uh the game, Ohio State versus Michigan is played yeah. at twelve noon. Going into it one versus two, I remember they said, No, no, this, we're gonna make this a night game. And, you know, and, and then that's when they kind of brought the lights in and you had the lights down. And it's funny, like, when I get I got done playing, and, you know, played, like I say, you know, three-year starter, you know, won a lot of games uh, playing. You know, yeah. a lot of times people ask, you know, what, what game do you remember the most? And I say it's the 06 <laughs> game, <laughs> game right on the sideline. <laughs> because, you know, obviously, like you say, you're young and you, you're standing on the sideline, so, you, you you know, you're not going into the game. I'm, I'm red-shirting. Um, and just the atmosphere, just, just, crazy. just everything about it. I remember it was November. I was this November. It was like warm that day. Like it was like it stopped being cold. It was like a, a perfect temperature weather. Yeah, like um, the football guy said, "Look, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna give them a warm day <laughs> to, to to let them f- figure this thing out on the field, and then we're gonna we'll bring the cold back." Right, and it was just a battle, right? I mean, it's just yeah. a, a back and forth battle. Obviously, at the end of it, we make the plays that's needed for us to, to win the game. And Huge the, play. And the, and the fans rushed the stands. And, and know, they took just, the turf. Do you remember? <laughs> so this is the last time we had grass. We had a grass field. <laughs> the fans rushed the field, and they took the grass. Took the I, grass remember, I remember going to hot, hot, late, late, later on that night. You know, I was under the age, so yeah. I was not under the influence. Um, <laughs> however... On High Street, partying that night, I saw people with grass, like, <laughs> like walking around with like squares of of grass. Yeah. I'm like, dang, this is crazy stuff. But I wonder, I wonder how many people still got that that grass from that game. Man, I was what, listening to and something is that grass valuable? Right, and the guy said he's like Ohio State needs to bring back grass, and he mentioned like, yeah, I still got a patch. <laughs> the last time Ohio State had grass, so yeah, I don't know how you. Keep grass alive. That I don't know, but you know, it's I guess it's a way, and it is definitely, uh, definitely possible. But but, but that's that's we're gonna wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, this is Believe in Buckeyes with Chimney Checkwire and Brian Browning. Um, first show, so we first hope show. you guys enjoy it. Um, that you guys listen to it, and if you got any suggestions, hey, we want to be interactive. So you know, feel free to write us something. Write us on the social medias. Chim, you want to give out your your yeah. So media? I'm on uh, Twitter, Chim Check. Check spell C H E K. 
So C H I M C H E K Chim Check Chim Check thirty five on um, Instagram Chim Check on Twitter and you know Facebook works definitely. You can just search my name. Yeah, uh, and I'm not the hugest social media guy, but I do got a Twitter. I do got an Instagram and also a Facebook. So uh, Twitter, you can find me at br underscore Browning. Um, my Instagram is br Browning seventy. Um, so yeah, but you know my picture is there. It's usually me and family or something like that, but. More than welcome. If you want to jump in the DMs and ask questions or things of that nature, feel free to do so. We would love to interact with you guys while we're speaking on our Buckeyes that we love so much. Yep. Believe in Buckeye Podcast. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. (laughs) Hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.